TSN Leafs reporter Kristen Shilton. Kristen, thanks for doing this on a mid-August Monday. Oh, absolutely. Happy to be on talking about the Leafs. <laughs> you can never get enough Leafs, huh? <laughs> never can, enough Leafs. You can follow uh, Kristen on Twitter at Kristen underscore Shilton. So right now, on August 13th, what do you think will be your top, let's say, three storylines that you'll be writing about once training camp begins one month today? Well, I think you kind of hit it there just in your intro talking about uh, the power play. I think that's going to be how, it, how it's going to shake out with the addition of John Tavares, with Austin Matthews, Nazem Kadri, who's going to go where, what role are they going to play. Uh, that, that, that garnered a lot, of, a lot of points for the Leafs last year. It was a big part of their success. So how they're going to retool that without JVR this year, that's going to be very interesting. The defense is still a question mark. Who's in, who's out, who ends up making up that top six? For the Leafs on the back end, it's going to tell a lot about how this team's identity is going to form. Are they going to just be all about speed and scoring and just try not to give up too much? Are they going to be a heavier D? What's Ojeganov when he gets into the mix? How is that going to work? So that's number two. And then number three is, you know, this is a team that doesn't have, um, you know, they don't have a Matt Martin. They don't really have a lot of that grit and that, uh, you know, not getting slapped around. As uh, Mike Babcock would put it, they don't have that. They've gotten faster. They've gotten rid of some some slower skaters, and they've added speed. So, what does that mean for how this team is going to look going forward? If they don't, you know, do they, do they have anybody who can get under the skin? Do they have anybody who can be a bit of a pest? Those are kind of the, the questions that I'll be looking at. It's funny that you didn't mention John Tavares in the top three. Um, I <laughs> guess in, in a way, but 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 in a way he'll impact the. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I guess in a way he, he impacts the power play, right? And then he impacts the, the exactly. you know ev- everything can revolve around John Tavares because if Tavares is playing mm-hmm. well, that means the Leafs have the puck and the D may not be so re- reluctant to move the puck because they've got John Tavares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and it all comes down to you know how is Tavares going to fit onto this team? Just just how where is he going to play? Who's he going to play with? How are those centers? really going to match up so that's going to be interesting as well but he's he's going to be such a big storyline all year no matter where he is no matter what he's doing so he's just going to be constant going into camp you're you're going to be looking at him maybe more than any other player but there are other aspects of the Leafs that are bigger question marks probably than Tavares even yeah and Tavares has been in the spotlight since he was 13 14 years old Mm -hmm. but do you expect Mm -hmm. the Leafs to somehow try and and shelter him in training camp so I don't think that that's really Kyle Dubas's uh, mo. I, I think he wants to, you know, promote what the team has. He wants that to be an exciting storyline. He wants people talking about the Leafs and and being, you know, and really getting into it, being excited. Tavares is a very exciting piece, and because he's been a captain before, he's played for Team Canada. Um, he's certainly been in every single spotlight within this game, like you mentioned, since he was uh, a young a young guy. So. There's, there wouldn't be any need to shelter him. It's more about how how are they going to put him out there in terms of leadership? Is he going to get an A? Is he going to get a C? How are they going to, I guess, sort of bring him out uh, on that first, even that first media day and into training camp? Will he talk every day? Mm. How is it all going to piece together for the Leafs? And, and are they going to try to put him out more and maybe protect Austin Matthews a little bit more? That was certainly what Lou Lamarillo wanted to do, but is that how Kyle Dubas is going to continue? I'm not sure, but that's an exciting thing to think about as well for the Leafs is that they have these these pieces who, uh, you know, will be leaders, of course, in the room, but how are they going to, you know, put those players out and what are they going to be, uh, what's the message going to be going forward from training camp with those those leaders like Tavares?
And you mentioned the leaders. Do you think, Kristen, that the Leafs will name a captain during training camp? I'm, I'm going to say I think that they will just because they understand probably the same as we do that it's going to continue to be a storyline for as long as there isn't a captain and that do you want it to be a distraction? Do you want it to be something that, that the Leafs have to continue dealing with and continue addressing? And it just, I've said this before, but it just raises more questions than it answers that they aren't naming a captain. Like, do they really not feel like there's anybody in the room who can handle the responsibility? Do they really not feel like there's anybody who can put that C on and be able to handle uh, everything that comes with it in Toronto? And if they don't, well, what does that say about, you know, the team as a whole? It seems from an outside perspective, or from my perspective, certainly, that there's, there's guys in there who would be good candidates. But if they don't name one, it just continues to be a storyline that goes on and on and on. So after a couple of years here, I, I think that they will name someone, but I thought they'd name someone last year too, and it didn't end up happening. So uh, oh. I guess we'll see in training camp. First day of training camp, it'll be a first question on the docket for sure. Okay, well, having said that, and not to put you on the spot, but I will, if they do <laughs> issue a captaincy, who mm-hmm. is the captain? Well, I, I see it from from a two different perspectives. A lot of people talk about John Tavares and Austin Matthews sort of being the two main candidates. I've always thought that Morgan Riley was a good dark horse candidate for, for, for the captaincy because he is a, such a strong leader and he's so well-respected in the room. But if that was going to happen, it probably would have happened by now. I do think it would come down to either Tavares or Matthews. It just really, the question is, do you want someone who has the experience, who's just come in, to the organization, will will Tavares be able to, to glean that respect immediately and, and to be able to wear that letter and everyone in the room who's been there for a while is, is going to be okay with it? Or is it Matthews because he is sort of the focal point or the, the quote-unquote face of the franchise? He was their number one overall pick. He has been tur- He's helped to turn the tide uh, for this team. You know, it's just, it's a question of, is he ready? And if he's not ready, if he doesn't want, or even if he doesn't want the responsibility of it, I don't know if he would, it seems like the safer choice would be Tavares, but perhaps you know the choice overall that will be the better choice will be Matthews because he's young and he'll be there for a long time. So, I mean, I would I would say you know Tavares just because he has that experience and because he he's dealt with it before and they can always make Matthews captain down the road. So I would I would say Tavares if if you put me on the spot right now that would be who I would think. And 30 days from today, training camp will open. Kristen, before we let you go, just a, a final one on the contract mm-hmm. situations of Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. Nylander's an RFA, so mm-hmm. he's got to get done. Uh, Matthews yeah. and, and Marner have another year in their entry-level deal. Again, when mm-hmm. training camp revol- re, you know, comes around, what do you mm-hmm. think the contract status of those three players will be like? I, I would assume, well, we know that Nylander will be solved by then, but will mm-hmm. it be a long-term deal? Do you see a bridge gap and do you think we'll have long-term extensions for Marner and Matthews? I, my feeling on the bridge deal for Nylander is that it doesn't seem to fit in with what Kyle Dubas had said that he wants with these contracts. He said that it's important for him and for the organization that they have players who want to be here, who understand their vision for what they're doing and that's where I kind of think the, the hiccups have been in not getting Nylander done to this point is you're, if you're trying to work out a long-term deal, there's a lot of factors that end up going into that. So you kind of have to you have to weigh the various pros and cons of, of where he's going to fit in long-term with other players coming up through the system. And he has to want to be there. And he has to agree with, with where you know, the Leafs see him going within the team. So 
I, it'll be done. I don't suspect it'll be a bridge deal just, just from everything Dubas has said and, it, and from what Nylander said. That's not really the goal. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like that, at least. Maybe by camp they start to get anxious and, and they just work something out and then they'll revisit the situation down the road. But for Matthews and Marner, I wouldn't expect that they're going to sign anything, uh, an extension before the season starts. I wouldn't be surprised to see Marner somewhere in season. He might. I could see that. But uh, for Matthews and Marner, I think they'll just play into the third year of their contract. And by the time we see William Nylander next, it should be with a new contract in hand. I don't imagine anyone wants this dragging on into camp. But where the money is, where the comparable is, a lot of people are talking about Dylan Larkin's contract that he just signed being a comparable for Nylander. I would think it's more Nick uh, Ehlers. It seems like that's more the comparable. So you'd look at, you know, five, six, seven years, whatever it ends up being for around that same amount of money, uh, whether it's five, six, six a year, however it shakes out. Um, but by the time we get to camp, that, that should be done. I know on Twitter, everyone's very concerned. I get a lot of questions about it, but <laughs> nothing to report right now. But don't worry. Uh, I'm sure that it'll, it'll get done because, you know, Kyle Dubas said that that's the direction the Leafs are going. They're keeping all three. So uh, that's where he says they're headed, and, and we'll see how successful he is in getting there. Kristen, thank you so much for taking a Monday and doing this with us <laughs> because we know in 30 days you'll be nonstop. So I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much, Tony. All right, thank you. Kristen Shilton, our TSN Leafs reporter. Give her a follow on Twitter at Kristen underscore Shilton.